Be nice. Nope, not gonna be, be nice. Be nice to me. I was nice the first time. That's me. Oh, you geez. didn't record it, so now that's what happened. Okay, I messed up. I messed up. Hey, welcome to Decaf, a podcast by the Beacon Center of Tennessee. I'm Taylor. This is Mark. We're back from Thanksgiving. From for the second time. For the we, second we, time. We just recorded, but we Taylor. We recorded. Okay, I messed up. The record button wasn't pushed. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> like it's pushed the, now. The I'm like checking. The record button wasn't pushed. I think sure. you did. Oh. It's like you're blaming it on the button. Taylor did not push the record <laughs> button, so we were doing it again. Listen, okay, I've had one cup of coffee today. My brain's moving a little slower than normal. Well, um, it's hey, normally. this is your. Okay, honestly, one insult. Let's okay. let's keep our insult count again. Um, Mark spent Thanksgiving in New York. I did. I yep. went and had um, a Thanksgiving meal with my family, had a few glasses of wine, fell asleep in the recliner, and then drove home. So, you know, to each his own. After you slept enough that you were good to drive home. Well, yeah. You don't want to say a few glasses of wine, then drove home. So, yeah, no, she slept I it off. Took she, a I long nap. Took, <laughs> took a long yes. turkey induced nap, and then I drove home. So, good Thanksgiving was had all around, Absolutely. I would say. Absolutely, yep. Um, so, to get into our first topic, someone who I guess didn't have a good Thanksgiving is Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Your girl is out of the race. Um, not my girl, don't not, say. <laughs> okay, just generally speaking, your girl, someone's girl, someone's girl <laughs> has dropped out of the race, which is a shocking turn of events to me. I did not see that coming. Yeah, it's not shocking based on the last week or two, but it's shocking based on where we were at two months ago where she looked like a potential front runner. I mean, yeah, and so let's talk about spending. So one of the interesting things that I was looking at in terms of her, um, of all the candidates that have dropped out of the race so far, she has by a long shot, by over $10 million spent more than these candidates. So she has spent $25 million. And the second runner-up on spending was Kristen Gillibrand at $14 million. I mean, she spent a lot. She was actually in the top five of the highest spenders of all of the people who have who are running on the Democratic side. It was Sanders, Warren, Buttigieg, Buttigieg. Buttigieg. <laughs> Mayor Pete's Mayor here, Pete, Buttigieg. Biden, and then Harris. Yeah. And now she's out. Well, what's interesting is why she's out. Uh, that Because that, that, we talked about, she obviously spent the money to be in. Um, and uh, she, yeah. she had that big debate moment against Biden where she really rose to the top. She really did. People were calling her out. And, and now she's... She's gone. But the num- I'm shocked. The number one issue for almost every voter, and it doesn't really matter where you stand, is healthcare. Healthcare is such a That's big so issue. That's so true. And she has not had a consistent stand on it. She no. said, oh, let's take away private insurance. She said, oh, wait, maybe oh, not. People uh, don't like that. Yeah. And she kind of put together a plan of kind of <laughs> – Weirdly taking everything that polls high and put into one plan, everyone's like, that doesn't make any sense. No. Even the Democrats, like the people on both sides who are like for Medicare for all and the people who are against it are like, yeah, her plan's terrible. She doesn't really have a plan. Well, you know, she kind of drives me insane. I haven't been quiet about it, but I just feel like when you're not principled, you can just flip around like that and it's and it doesn't mean anything to you. It was like she took that it looks it's like she took the best talking points and put them all together in a plan and it wasn't really and a plan. And that's not a thing. And you say, can't do that. Say what you want about Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders, and obviously we disagree with their totally. plan, but at least they've been consistent on it. They've had a, a stance. I feel like and, consistency is so And they've important. not gone against it. So I think that I think that people don't know where she stands on issues, and it feels like she flip-flops based on public mm-hmm. opinion, and I think that's why she couldn't gain, because she, she gained traction, but then lost it. And then lost it. And so, it's, not because she, it's not because of lack of money spent, obviously. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I honestly liked her branding. I thought it was really cool looking. So where are her votes going to go? <laughs> well, well, I think we disagree. I, I say Mayor Pete is the most likely. He seems to be rising. Young guy, just like she was young, well-spoken. I think that they have a lot in common in that. In that. Okay, so 
I think, based on the flack that I caught for not supporting Hillary last time, is as a woman, the woman votes are going to go to someone like Elizabeth Warren. Or Klobuchar. I mean, she's actually probably closer to Klobuchar, Klobuchar. if you actually look at their, their policies. Yeah, I don't but know. But Warren's I mean, sinking. I mean, she, she's I kind know, of sinking but, ship right now. I don't know if that's... But maybe more women votes will go to her. I don't know. All I know is based on my... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. All I know is based on my personal experience. But again, if you want to talk about Kamala Harris two months ago, that was she had 20% of the vote. Where yeah. did that go? Is, right, I think that's exactly. Where Where's that going to yeah. go? Um, speaking of spending a whole lot of money, happy Black Friday being over. Um, <laughs> happy Black Friday being over. It's a new holiday. <laughs> I guess, I should, yeah, seriously. <laughs> happy um, time to get our bank accounts back in order. Yes. Um, so, Black Friday is kind of a great thing and kind of the bane of my existence. I was once at Walmart on Black Friday. Oh, gosh. I was buying a television, and I was in line, and the woman handed me a voucher to get this television for 50% off, and it was the last one, and this other woman looked me in the eyes, snatched it out of my hands, and ran away. So wow. I <laughs> do not shop in store on Black Friday. Yeah, seriously. I went to one store on Black Friday, Lemon Lane here in Nashville. Shout out to you guys. They're the best. Mm -hmm. Um, every other shopping thing that I did was online and a lot of Americans also did the same thing. For the first time ever, Black Friday online shopping surpassed Cyber Monday. Okay, that's interesting. Yes, $190 million were spent between Thursday and Monday of, of this year. And now, was more money spent on Black Friday online or in person? That I, I bet online. No, it was in person. It was, was it 140 still? something million in person. Oh, okay. See, what's weird is like, yeah. who, who are the people who wait outside to say, oh, I'm saving $90 on this TV. I don't have to wait out in the cold for 10 hours. Like, is your time really not worth more than $9 yeah. an hour in the freezing cold? Seriously, I sat on my couch and I watched Disney Plus and I sipped hot coffee and I did online shopping. Yeah. And that's kind of the way it's done, everyone. That's how the way you do it. So one thing I definitely thought was interesting, though, is say what you want about the administration, the direction of the country, whatever, spending this Black Friday through, or I guess Thanksgiving Day through Cyber Monday was up 14% from last year. People are not anxious to spend money anymore. No. And they, and, yeah, they feel like they're doing well and they feel like they have a little extra money. Because again, 14% for things that are clearly non-essential is, non is, is, is a big deal. I mean, some of the things might be labeled as more necessary than others. I know that I had a lot of friends who waited to buy a vacuum cleaner or a microwave or like home yeah, things, yeah. not pillows and sweaters, like stuff that I bought, but mostly non-essential things that people bought. It was up for spending, not just, you know, not just Black Friday was up this much or whatever. Spending in general was up 14%. And really spending on things that you don't need is the biggest indicator of the economy doing I well. And like, I, I, again, Plenty of discretionary income for Americans this, to spend. That's right. And even, even the Democrats who are running for president like have to say not everyone's doing well because they can't say the economy's not good. Obviously, you can right. like, the economy's good. They're just saying there is people being left behind, which, I mean, is true to some extent. That's but, kind but, of how it is sometimes, but, though. But, but, I mean, it is true. But, like, the idea is like, you can't say the economy's bad. Like, maybe some people are being left behind, but most people have more money now than they did at and this point And that's what we want. Is success. It, we don't want people left behind. We don't. Yeah. We want everyone to be successful. But or at least have the opportunity to be. Or successful. at least have the opportunity yeah. to be successful. And we're kind of getting there. I yeah. mean, I, I would think not that everyone, this is not yeah. everyone, but this is a big indicator yeah. of that this, of that we're getting. Things there. are at least going in the right direction. For Absolutely, sure. definitely. Yeah. Um, another thing that is going in the right direction is Memphis football. Ooh, now that's a really that good, was a great transition. A, I am that, that very good, smooth. Way better than the Black Friday uh, so or true. Thanksgiving. Uh, it's Kamala Harris one. So true. <laughs> but I mean, my transitions are kind of on point right now. I'm going to jinx myself Just before one. the last topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. 
I will qualify this by saying I have a friend in Memphis who we were talking about the podcast the other day, and she said that we are an equal opportunity offender. Nothing is safe. No one is safe as far as podcast topics go or really anything that we talk about. And um, Memphis, Memphis, (laughs) we've really given Memphis a lot of flack this year about Bluff City Law, about corporate welfare deals, about Service Master moving, just Ikea, Ikea, all the things. But there is something kind of magical going on in Memphis right now. I love Memphis magic. What's up? Um, I love football and the Memphis Tigers are really taking off right now. They are. They're, I think they're 11 and one now and they just beat Cincinnati and they're playing for essentially a chance to go to a new year six game against one of the big boys, um, which is a really, really big deal. Uh, Memphis had college game day this year. That's so Uh, great. Their last game was on against Cincinnati was on ESPN. I mean, like they they are really taking off and they are for sure the best team in our state right now. That not hard to be. Take that falls. Yeah. But um, I remember, you know, at the beginning of the season when we were talking about college football and Memphis had beaten Ole Miss yeah. that week. And, you know, Ole Miss isn't great, but they are an SEC team. And that just fired their coach. That just fired their coach. <laughs> wah, wah. But um, for Memphis to really. I, you know, I've been a college football fan pretty much my whole life, and I've never, they've never kind of come across my radar no. until now. Yeah, they've had a couple decent years, like nine and three and four years. But like, this is a chance, and, and if they were to beat Cincinnati this set, because they're doing a rematch with them for the AAC conference Which is kind of stressful, because every time Alabama has done a rematch, playing someone regular season, then playing the conference championship, the winner usually flips. Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully for hopefully this week that's not the case. But, but what will be interesting is to see them on this national stage. They were already against SMU on college game day, but if they can really play tough, even if they don't win yeah. with one of these power five teams, if they get like a Michigan or an Auburn or or Notre Dame, and be able to play tough with them, that would be a really big deal. A lot Memphis of exposure football. for the program. And again, Memphis is a big school, and, and they're really coming up in both sports. I mean, they're a top 15 team in basketball. They had a great recruiting class. I mean, Memphis could be one of the next premier programs who could end up potentially joining one of these big conferences if they keep that winning. That would be really awesome. Good for them. I mean, um, I know they're Coach, you, you've said yeah, that Mike Norvell, he's, he's likely going to Florida Coach State. I might think. go. Or Ole Miss. Ole Miss is the other choice. Well, so you might see him in the SEC next year. That would be really cool. Good for him. Um, Hopefully he stays, though. It would be cool to see him I know. Stay. It would be cool to see him build the program. And, that and, would and be and really it's awesome. It's been two really good years in a row. So it, Coach Norvell... Beacon wants you to stay. Yes, we want you to stay. I hope that <laughs> Memphis plays Auburn so that I can cheer for someone that I like against Auburn. Because generally speaking, I cheer for anyone against yeah, Auburn. So it'd be fun to cheer. But it would be cheer for like. someone yeah. that I actually like. Yeah, go. that that would be awesome. We're hoping for a Memphis versus Auburn. Yeah, Memphis versus Auburn. Go Memphis Tigers, not Auburn Tigers ever, <laughs> ever, ever. Um, so little, I'm, I'm salty. Well. Okay, I'm salty. I don't want to talk about Alabama football. I don't want to talk about the Iron Bowl. Um, but the last thing I do want to talk about is something that um, Mark and I actually agree on this, and I didn't know if we would, but um, Justin sent us an article recently about, um, it's from the Wall Street Journal, and it was about studies of how people have departed from their usual brands that they support because of the brand's political affiliations and their political leanings. And it was called, Are Your Jeans Red? Red or blue, and it was talking about the blue jean business and how Levi's, based in San Francisco, has erred on the side of taking up more democratic policies. And Wrangler is kind of still the jeans of, of middle America. They have, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Favre. Um, they have not spoken out, and they're 
their leadership has said we're really not going to take political stances and so the right the red i guess you could yeah. say has stuck with wranglers more than they have with levi's and you know i went through a phase where i would say well this this corporation doesn't support things that i support or they support things that i blatantly do not support mm-hmm. um and I'm not going to buy from them anymore, but I'm kind of at a, at a place in my life now where if Levi's makes good jeans, I pretty much exclusively wear Levi's jeans. I'm going to keep wearing them. Because, yeah, because, I mean, it's a good product, and you believe in capitalism. And yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I went to a conference, and I had Lyft, uh, Lyft which is the competition yeah. and Uber speak, and they are very liberal. Mm-hmm. On it, but I, they're usually cheaper, and I think they're usually a better service. So I even agree. Though I, I do agree. Some stuff they believe in, but mostly I don't agree with them. But I, it's a better service, and I like them better than Uber. So I'm going to keep using that. Exactly. You know, there was a lot of hubbub about Colin Kaepernick um, and his Nike ads and people were burning their Nike clothes. I really like my Nike shoes. See, I don't like Nike that much. Okay, well, I really like Nike and I was kind of like, well, you know, I think that was the first time that I was at a place where a lot of people were speaking out on that and I was like, I'm just going to keep wearing my Nike stuff to spin and and that's just kind of what it is. And Fila is is the better version of Nike. Oh, you know I love my Fila. Yeah, I know. Fila's like, it's cheaper, it's retro. Nike's fine, but go for Fila. If, oh, if, I if agree. You want to boycott it? Go I wonder for Fila. where Fila is on the political spectrum. I bet. I bet nobody. I cares bet nobody they cares. <laughs> they haven't said anything in a long time. Yeah. You know, and and one of the things is. I, I feel like we can go as far as to say we don't care what they support. Now, if someone's supporting like a terrorist organization, I'm going to really yeah. draw the and line really, there. Even if somebody really supports like stone cold socialism, yeah, that's I'm, like, I'm out. Like, yeah, like Lyft is like they don't, they might support social programs, stuff that I don't, might not completely agree with. But like straight up Bernie but, Sanders socialism, I'm out on that. Yeah, I, I mean, even Bernie Sanders is not really a socialist compared to what real socialism no, is. Like Venezuela I mean, socialism. He's, he's getting there. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not. He's there. awfully close. Yeah, Ben and Jerry's might be the closest brand that that I would not support because they I, I really, really? Them they are very like they are I very socialist. Oh yeah, they're like the most left brand there is. Wow. I don't think my dad eats them because of that. I'm really I, I'm not there yet. Because, but I don't really eat ice cream that much. But I feel like that's one that maybe someday I would. But for now, as long as they still believe in kind of capitalism, I'll, I'll support them. Well, anyone who's straight up capitalism, I'm, I'm here for you. Um, we want to hear from you guys. Um, what do you think? Do you support brands who don't support your ideology? Or do you support brands who go against your ideology? And now and, Chick-fil-A meets both. So and now Chick-fil-A <laughs> is people, either yeah. way. I, I still mean, love it no matter what. Oh, I will all, Chick-fil-A <laughs> will always have a place in my heart. I will always eat Chick-fil-A. But um, what do you y'all think send us a message on facebook comment on this instagram twitter shoot me an email taylor at beacontn.org i want to hear what you guys think about um these partnerships of brands and and their political beliefs and even candidates and outspoken advocates for certain things and we'll talk about some of those on the show next week sounds good yeah all right thanks for listening we'll see you next time